On today's episode, we've got March 2022's news you can use. Welcome to episode 29 of The Chatbook. I'm your co-host, Noah Stetzer. And I'm Ross White. Noah and I are directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks and occasionally full-length books of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. We started this podcast to celebrate our love of chapbooks, to go behind the scenes of the publishing process, and to highlight the folks who write chapbooks and the folks who make chapbooks. The Ides of March have passed. We survived. At two, Ross White. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually how I feel sometimes leaving AWP. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, in the future, I think we should find uh, a free audio clip of that typewriter noise that they used to play along, uh, like breaking newscasts. And we'll add that to our News You Can Use episode at the opening. Yes. Ticka, 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 (laughs) ticka. Well, we've got a bunch of stuff this month, so why don't we dive right in? There are all kinds of good chat books that just came out or are coming out in the coming days. Here's one from Nicole Tallman. It's called Something Kindred. It's a collection of prose and poetry that centers on grief, and it's available for order now from the Southern Collective Experience Press. We've got a clip of Nicole reading a piece from her book, so here she is. I'm Nicole Tallman. And this is on finding your ashes in my suitcase. I think you would laugh if I told you. Your urn exploded somewhere during my flight back to Miami. And when I got home, I found you spilled your ashes all over the inside of my luggage. Actually, it was your luggage. The Liz Claiborne zebra print carry-on with a dragon fruit interior. The flight was oversold, so I was forced to check you in your luggage. What kind of monster makes a grieving daughter check her own mother? We've got an update from Lele Press, who we talked about last season. They have two new chapbook titles available. The first is Highly Noted and Other Poems by Kira Stevens, and the other is called Starflower Strange Light by Becky Willis. You may recall this press is the real deal. The covers are printed letterpress at Woodside Press, and each book is hand-sewn with Irish linen thread. These are gorgeous items. I encourage you guys to run to the website and take a look. Green Linden Press has a new one called Radio Static by James Hoke. Noah, you love Green Linden, don't you? Yeah, shout out to Green Linden and to Christopher Nelson over there. Radio Static by James Hoke. You know, Patrick Phillips was an early reader of this title, and he caught me um, with this from his reading of the book. This is what he says. First, he starts off with a slight quote from inside the book. Sometimes, standing beside him, I hear the wind whistling through my brother. That's what James Hoax writes. Within Radio Static, this is a beautiful sequence about America's newest generation of forgotten soldiers. It's at Greenland and Press. Go to the website and check it out. Yeah, I had a chance to read this one, and it is, it's really extraordinary. We talked last season about Variant Lit, and we spoke with two of their authors, Taylor Bias and Jason B. Crawford. Well, they are back with some new chaps. They've got one out now from Beth Gordon. It's called The Water Cycle. And uh, here's a line I really loved from a poem called Hydrology One. There's a pilot light in my heart by which I mean I am always flying or burning. 
always leaving walls in search of a river. Nice. There's another variant book, which as of this recording is in pre-orders, but by the time you all hear this, it may be shipping. The book is called Not Flowers by Noreen Ocampo. This is a line from a poem in Not Flowers that I really loved. He sighs like he practices the puff of his chest in the mirror and is drawn with the charisma of a main character whose clothes are always suspiciously crisp. Variant does it again, you guys. Check him out. Mia Ayumi Malhotra is, I, I love her work. Uh, I've known her for years through the grind, and she has won Bato's 2021-2022 Boom Chapbook Contest. Her title is called Noted from a Birth Year. And Brandon Shimoda had this to say about the, the collection. Malhotra's intimate and spellbinding poetry illuminates love as attention shared and attention transferred while creating in that illumination space for the ghost and the ancestor to exist. Mia was kind enough to send us a short clip of her reading from the book, so let's hear it in her voice. Entering the aviary, you saw it first, a dabbling teal, scarcely distinguishable from foliage. Duck, I said, and pointed, quacked, and like that, it was gone. How language dawns slowly, then all at once. A dry, whitish lid working its way reptile-like up the bird's eye. This isn't really about the duck, or the pointing, the naming. The point is that I saw you seeing something for the first time, motionless on the bridge, bits of debris shifting underfoot. Every day you make some new utterance, ball, more, meow, closing the space between the world you live in and your name for it. Surprise. Hunger. Spoon. Or maybe this is about the duck. You. Me. That dappled afternoon. The tender, wrecked moment before the duck was a duck, when it was nothing but a whiff of smoke blown across water, which all of us were once. Hey, small presses. If you've got a chapbook coming out soon, we'd love to know about it for next month's News You Can Use episode. So don't be shy about reaching out to us at chapbook at bullcitypress.com. There are a bunch of submissions periods open right now. We can barely scratch the surface, but here are a couple that we think you ought to know about. The Diode Editions Chapbook Contest opened on February 1st, but won't close until September 30th, and it's open to all poets who write in English. The winner will be announced by November 15th and will receive $750 along with publication. There is a fee for this. Um, longtime listeners may recall episode seven, I think, when we spoke with Diode Chapbook authors Tyler Mills and Kendra DiColo about their chapbook, Low Budget Movie. And Dio does really spectacular looking books. I mean, if you've seen Slash, Slash, Slash by Amora Huey and Todd Kaneko, uh, Tyler and Kendra's chapbook, these, I mean, these things look amazing. Outright's fourth chapbook competition is running now until May 15th by way of Neon Hemlock Press. The winning chapbooks will be celebrated at the 2022 Outright LGBTQ Literary Festival. And winning chapbooks will be selected in three categories, nonfiction, fiction, and poetry. So look, whatever manuscript you've got, if it's a chap, this might be a really wonderful contest. 
We didn't see anything about a fee in the press release, but be sure to check out the site for details. Okay, folks, you have just a few days left to enter the 30 West Publishing House Wavelengths chapbook contest, which pays $600 and 10 copies. This one has a $12 application fee and is open to content maxing between 20 and 35 pages. This year's contest is judged by Alexandra Naughton, but be swift. It closes on April 3rd. Oh my God, that is so soon. In fact, by the time some of you hear this, that will have passed. But isn't that always the case with our News You Can Use episodes? Split Lip Press, which published last week's guest Claudia Putnam, opens their annual chapbook contest on April 1st. You heard Claudia talk about what a pleasure it was to work with them. So check out their guidelines when they open on the 1st. The Robin Becker chapbook series from Seven Kitchens Press will open for the month of April. They're looking for original unpublished poetry manuscripts in English by LGBTQ plus writers. There's no reading fee for this series, which I, this beloved series, <laughs> I totally love Seven Kitchens Press. And this is edited by one of my favorite poets. It's Steve Bellinoka. Yeah, one of my favorite poets too. I just think Steve is an incredible poet. As always... Head to our show notes and we'll have links to all of this stuff for you so you can click right through and get where you want to go quickly. Yeah, it's a good idea to double check all the details just in case we overlooked submission fees or specific expectations from each publisher. So absolutely fallible. (laughs) Go to the websites and read the details for yourself. So, Ross, we had an interesting question come uh, through email last month uh, from a listener who was asking about how the art for covers for chapbook publishing get selected. Um, and I thought we'd kind of get into that question a little bit um, and sort of springboard off of that into a deeper discussion about working with publishers. I think this is a question a lot of authors have, and it certainly changes press to press. But in the end result, your chapbook press is. They're the ones responsible for selling your chapbook, and they've got some experience in how to do that. And so while many chapbook presses will invite some input from the authors, they almost always reserve the right to make the final decision. And that isn't always exactly what the author wants. And I recognize that can be a a little bit jarring. It can be a little bit disappointing when the book isn't exactly what you hoped for. It doesn't match the mental vision that you had for your book exactly. But I think it is really useful to kind of think about the fact that a lot of times the chapbook press has got more concerns than just your book. Sometimes they're working on a season's worth of books or your book slots into a series or They just don't want your book to look too similar to something else that's already in their catalog. And so they may have to make decisions for those reasons. Yeah, I often wonder, uh, sometimes we hear from writers who have very concrete ideas about how the book will look both inside and out. And the experience of working sort of collaboratively with the publisher sometimes takes them by surprise. And I'm curious if if that's something that has come about, I think, because of more um, print-on-demand options or perhaps as we become more and more sort of our own sort of brand advocates as writers with the sort of pervasive social media community that we're a part of, if that sort of led to this idea of sort of total control? Oh, I, I maybe. <laughs> um, 
But I also think that this has been happening long before social media. You know, you would talk to authors who publish books in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and they'd say, oh, I hated the cover of that book. But that's what the press went with. You know, sometimes you just got to roll with those punches and recognize that as long as the cover invites a reader into the book, that's all that matters, because really what matters is on the inside. Yeah, I'm reminded of working with Redbird Chatbooks for my little chatbook a few years back and really appreciated the invitation that they extended to me to send them various images of of ideas that I thought might make sense on the cover to also write out, sort of articulate kind of a sense of what I'd hoped the cover would look like. And while they didn't necessarily follow exactly what I sent. It was nice to be given the opportunity to articulate it and to share that and to feel like I was part of the process. Yeah. And certainly whenever a press solicits your input on that process, give them as much information as you can up front and try to give them not just one type of information. Sometimes it's useful to show them a variety of different book covers that you thought were really beautifully designed and that you would really love sort of something similar so that they've got sort of a wide range of ideas to work from because that can be really useful for a designer. I wonder if I might throw in one final piece of advice for folks who are contemplating cover art for their new chat books. And that's to also think about font the things that you like in the font that you like them, because that can also be a big place where a publisher is making an impact on how the the chapbook looks on the shelf. That's really great advice, Noah. Listeners, head to our show notes today to find links to everything we've talked about. If you're already subscribed to the chapbook, Tell all your friends. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and get subscribed. We're on Stitcher, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, all the other major pod places. If you have a moment, let us know what you think. Make sure to rate us five stars and send in your ideas, suggestions, and rants to our email at chatbook at bullcitypress.com. Did you really just invite people to rant? I sure did. (laughs) Oh, yikes. The best way to find out what we're up to is to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull City Press. You can also visit bullcitypress.com. You'll find me on Twitter. I'm at Ross White. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at DC Noah. We'll catch you in the month of April with more new episodes and, you know, towards the end of the month, another news you can use. Thanks for listening, everyone. 